This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's a wonderful opportunity we have. Once again, I'm, I'm full of opportunities this morning. Hey? Opportunities for Craig and Mayer, Mayer them to come, and opportunities to ordain elders, and opportunities, all sorts of opportunities today. What a wonderful opportunity it is to be together today. And I, I want to just, as we start off, I ask you and I to just quickly just calibrate, get your heart and your, your mind set to receive God's Word. It's so easy for us to just be like going through the motions and, oh, yeah. and then halfway through the preach, you kind of wake up and go, oh, there's some stuff happening. I should, I should kind of be taking notes. So I wanted to take a moment to pray for us if I can. Lord Jesus, thank you for your Word. Thank you, Father, that you have given us uh, all that we need for life and godliness. And right now, Holy Spirit, I pray, let us share as we continue this great journey we have been on, sit, walk, stand, looking at the book of Ephesians, looking at, at just the reality of that, the fact that we are seated in you and with you, and Lord, that that is our position. We rest in you, Lord, but also you've called us to walk out our faith, to express that in the world that we live in, right? effectively expressing your purpose and your life. I pray, Father, that we would experience more of that today. And Lord, that we would ultimately also learn how to stand, stand against the schemes of the enemy, stand against the, the schemes of this world, and not conform ourselves any longer to the pattern of this world, but that we would be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And I pray as I preach this morning, that there would be a real sense and understanding, experience and expression of your spirit being working in us, that we would be transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus. Amen and amen. Wonderful friends, so this morning, as you, as you can uh, see, we are starting our, or continuing our uh, Sit, Walk, Stand series. Today we're going to be going into the first part of our walk, you know, part of this, this series. We had two sessions on sitting. I hope you've, if you've missed any of the messages, please go back on our YouTube channel and uh, Facebook and SoundCloud and Podbean and all the different places you'll be able to um, download them and watch them again. Uh, but I really want us to just start off by understanding, first of all, our position, because if we understand our position in Christ, it changes everything else that we experience in our walk with God. And many believers try to walk out their faith without really fully understanding and experiencing this reality that we are seated in God, and we need to rest in that reality. But then many of us love the fact that we sit seated in Christ and Christ is taking care of it all. He is above it all. Everything is happening and we don't actually work at it to express something of our faith. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit of that today. And so I want to just start off by reading or sharing with us just this passage from Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 to 20. Now Paul is speaking and he says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles or unbelievers do, in the futility of their minds, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to their hardness of heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Friends, Paul is starting off and saying to us, there is a pattern of this world, there is a way that, that the world around us and even that we ourselves have been caught up in, 
But when we come to know Christ, those things should be put off. And it's so easy for us in our society today, certainly having just recently uh, you know, visited America, uh, just seeing how culture rules what Christians believe and live and how they live. And it was interesting how uh, just chatting with Mark and Marie and, and listening to some of the, the challenges that they are facing and having to deal with and bring people, ally, aligning people to with, with God and His plan and, and His purpose, what was interesting, he asked a friend of his, Nigel Day-Lewis, just how do I address, how do I address some of these sin issues that that's, have become so normal in our society and culture and have now quite literally crept into the church and say, well, that's okay. That's, that's archaic ideas. We don't have to look at that. We don't, have to, we don't have to become so sin conscious. But what Nigel actually said is, Mark, the first thing you've got to establish is the authority of Scripture. If we have an understanding and, and a willingness to yield ourselves to the authority of God's Word, then as we yield ourselves to that, everything else in our lives comes under that, under God's Word. And often I've found, and I mean, I, I've had this conversation before, I think I've shared this before, someone once said to me they were, they were caught up in a particular um, pattern of sin in their lives and lifestyle, and and they, they, they basically said to me, listen, you cannot expect of me to change. You can't expect of me to give up what I've experienced and what I've been giving myself and the way I've been living. You cannot expect it of me. And I, for a moment, was like, well, can I really expect that? Can I really, you know, as a, as a believer and a fellow brother or sister in Christ, can we really expect that? Can we really encourage one another to say, don't live this way, but live this way? And, and I, I actually, in that moment, I've, I just felt like the Holy Spirit just dropped this in my mind. I can't take credit for this. God is way more clever than me. But what I felt in that moment, the Holy Spirit, the response I gave to that person was, listen, I will never expect of you to make the adjustment. But if Jesus is the Lord of your life, and this word is the final and highest authority in your life, then in your journey towards becoming like Jesus, he will expect of you to change. And it's my job as a leader or just a fellow believer to encourage you towards that end. I'm not there to call you to an account and hold you accountable and, and force you to, to change. No, I'm actually there to encourage you and ultimately also just to say, listen, if, if, if Jesus is Lord of your life, if God's word is the final authority and you and I in any way in our life are not lining up with it, we should have the liberty to encourage one another and ultimately, we should be putting to death those things. Because you and I need to understand, and this is the title of my message today, is that you and I, want to, we want to walk from deformity to conformity. And what we have to realize is that the, the world that we live in and the life that we live is we are crippled. We are handicapped in some way before we know Christ. Someone once said that before Christ, we're actually all walking like this. Or you've got a limp. And those of us that understand in our society, it's pretty obvious to sometimes spot someone that has a disability. And our society has become obviously a lot more, um, you know, from in that perspective, be, become a lot more um, conscious about how we treat people with disabilities. But in the kingdom of God, it should be obvious to us to see that the way that the world works doesn't really work. And that we shouldn't conform ourselves any longer to the pattern of this world, but we should be 
transformed. So God wants to take us from being hunched over and wants to straighten us out. God wants us to no longer have a limp, but actually strengthen us that we would be able to walk properly. And that's really what this is about. In this, in this journey of our faith, God wants you and I to put off those things, no longer walking as, as we see with that, you know, in the fertility of our minds, having our minds darkened or our understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, or walking in ignorance, not knowing. Because honestly, friends, when I come to know Jesus, there are some things that I just don't know. But as I yield myself to God's word, and I come to know it, then I should make the adjustment. I should put away that idol. I should be willing to give up the lifestyle, the choices, the things that I, that I find are comfortable for me. And I'm very challenged by this because I look at my life and I go, Gareth, but just this last week, you were not, you were still limping. You were enjoying your limp. And God doesn't, He wants us to walk upright with Him. And I'm trusting that we would be able to do that. We, we all walk with some deformity. Paul writes again in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. He says, and, when, and you were dead in your trespasses and sin, in which you once walked. All of us were dead. Following the course of this world, following the pathway that was set out for us. All of us, just like sheep, have been led astray. Following the prince and the power of the air. Friends, the enemy is at work in the world that we live in. And that's why when we get to our stand part, I believe God's going to really help us to understand, have a right understanding of spiritual warfare, what's happening, how do we express that uh, in, in, a, in a godly way without focusing too much on the enemy or forgetting that the enemy actually exists because many of us live that way. And sometimes we've got to take those thoughts captive. Sometimes we've got to take a stand and say, I'm not going to think this way. I'm not going to speak this way. I'm not going to act this way. I'm not going to allow someone else's attitudes or actions to affect me any longer. He says, the spirit that is at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived, all of us once lived in this way, in the passions of our flesh. Oh, my word. Paul's like, just he's cutting in here. And I'm like, well, Paul, just hold on, man. Just give me a break here. But he's saying, no, 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 God's word, who we know, it's about conforming to Christ's image and likeness. And because that is our pursuit, that is our walk, our walk in God should result in that being formed. We should be willing to put these things off. Carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and we're in nature children of wrath. The wrath of God was satisfied in Christ. He paid the ultimate price, but for those of us that Choose not to conform, not to yield ourselves to his, his plan and purpose. We are ultimately going to end the same way as all of mankind that would not put their faith. And today I'm trusting that we and I would be able to express that. Now, I, um, I asked for a, a volunteer earlier this, this morning. It's very easy to volunteer. I've learned from my dad being in the army, you know, if you want someone to volunteer, you tell them, hey, you're volunteering. So I asked uh, Dallin to help me today. So what I want you to do, Dallin, I'm going to blindfold you. Is this my, my kids, Ninja Turtle, what, what's here? Don't judge me. Um, here we go. Let me just get it in the right spot here. Your eyes are all weird. There we go. Nice. So I have, I have, uh, I have told Dallin that he, he's a, he should actually keep his eyes closed all the time. 
But Dallin, I would, I would love for you to just quickly, quickly walk. Walk with me. Walk with me. Walk. Just walk as fast as you can. Come walk faster, faster, faster. Faster, faster, faster. Now, now those of you that, that could not maybe see so lacquer from the, the angle, but he started, he's in this line. He started over here in this line of blocks. And as he was walking, he was walking to the side. All of us, before we know Christ, this is how we walk. We walk with a bias, with a limp. We cannot, we cannot, cannot actually see our way through. I'm going to call you up in a minute again. Thanks, bro. So, so if you and I understand that this is how we once walked, all of us have a bias or a way that we would bend. Now, they've done some, some studies where they took people out to a a desert plain, a very flat surface. And they told people, this is, this is the destination where you need to go. We need you to head off in that direction. But what they found is that those who walked when it was cloudy and overcast inevitably began to walk in circles. But those who walked when the sun was out I hope you're seeing the picture here. They were able to walk in a straight line, achieving and accomplishing their goal. Friends, when you and I live our lives and walk, try to do this walk without fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we will continue to walk in circles. And your Christian walk, you and I, we will find ourselves constantly circling back over and over that same sin, that same idol, that same pattern of thinking if we are not willing to allow ourselves to come to yield ourselves under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Friends, this is a powerful reality for you and I to see. I think it's so important that we would see what God is wanting to show us. He wants us to correct our course. Because we're crippled and because we have a bias towards a particular thing, what we actually need is we need to correct our course. We need to choose to say, I am no longer going to yield myself to the pattern of this world, but I'm going to transform my heart, my mind. And that, that happens through repentance, friends. I know it's a bit of a swear word in the, in the church these days, because, oh, I'm going to, re- to repent. People are like, oh, well, you just still keep doing that. I was so challenged. I'm just being vulnerable with you. Um, and that I have, like, this. every marriage, I guess, has, like, one, one or two things that you kind of always, maybe it's just me. Just, I just have the one or two things. And I, I was lying in my bed last night, and I was asking the Lord, Lord, how am I going to change? I want to change. I want to make the adjustment. And I've just felt like God was saying to me, well, Gareth, you've just got to take action. You've got to take action. It's one thing to want to change, but it's another thing to put the things in place that you need so that you can actually accomplish it. You've got to take your eyes off of your circumstances, off the patterns of this world, off the, the things that are the sinful desires within us, and put our eyes on Jesus and say, Lord, every single day, 
as we were looking at that purpose series we've just done. My purpose is Christ. My purpose is Christ-likeness. My purpose is community. My purpose is the common good. And my purpose is the Great Commission. If you and I get up in the morning and we say to ourselves, today my purpose is Christ. My purpose today is Christ-likeness. When you and I actually own that as our identity, it changes the way we walk, friends. And God wants you and I to correct our way. Because as Proverbs says, there is a way that seems right to a man. Anybody feel like you've got some plans? But it ends by the way of death. Friends, that which seems right to us, that which does not actually, is not informed by God's word, does not and will not end in life for us. And I want to implore you and I to say, let us yield ourselves to Christ. Let us be made alive in Christ. This is really important, friends. And if you are far from God today, I've got good news for you that you and I don't need to walk with the bias any longer because God has, has made us alive in Him. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, it says, But God, being rich in mercy, oh my word, friends, can that just sink in? His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new. He is rich in mercy. I'm so glad that God is merciful towards me. Because the times when I have not taken action, God's mercy has been new, been reached towards me. Because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. I love this picture that Johan shared with me this morning. Watch me in his book, Sit, Walk, Stand, speaks about just um, if you took a... a Call it a, he uses a $100 bill. And if you place it within a book, close the book and set the book on fire, everything would burn to ashes. Once that book has been burnt up, you cannot distinguish what is a $100 bill and what was part of the book. That is a picture of our lives in Christ. When we are placed in Christ and we choose to have the Holy Spirit fire burn in our lives, there is a moment that, that happens where you and I cannot distinguish ourselves from Christ. Christ wants you and I to be so united with Him, united in His death, united in His resurrection, united in His love, His grace, united in His purpose, and ultimately, friends, united with Him as we seated with Him, united with Him as we walk with Him. So, friends, you and I need to understand that there is a collaboration calibration that's needed. So I'm going to ask Dallin to join me again. This time, I'm, I'm not going to leave you hanging, my friend. I'm going to help you. Let's get my uh, things going here. Now, this is something that, that, that the Paralympic athletes do, the blind 100-meter runners. I'd love to encourage you to, uh, to look at that. There's a video on YouTube. I didn't show it because of uh, YouTube copyright laws. They'll, they'll cancel our live stream. So what we're going to do, bro, is you, we're going to walk together. And when I say left, you, you go with your left. Okay, so that's your left leg, eh? Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay so we're going we're gonna to walk together. You ready? Okay. Left, 
We're going to start with the left hand. Okay. okay. I must just inform him again. <laughs> Conform to the image and likeness of Christ here, my friends. Here we go. And left, right, left, right. Let's go a little bit faster, man. Left, right, left, right. You see how we get into sync with one another. See how straight he's walking. Friends, that is the picture of what happens with us when we begin to walk with Christ. We need to calibrate ourselves like the GPS. I know it's what, what is it, global positioning. It's actually a godly, God position system. God wants you and I to see and to allow Christ to come alongside us. The message says that you and I need to learn the unforced rhythms of grace as we walk with God. And every single step of the day, I'm learning, Lord, I'm wanting to lean on you. Just as Dallin was waiting for my instruction, left, right, left, that you and I would, would do that as we come into sync. It's amazing what we can experience. Because Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20, 22 says, but that was not the way you learned Christ. We need to experience and come to know Jesus, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, not wanting to walk in your own ways, but allowing to, and learning how to remain in step with him, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to be put on than to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Friends, I want you and I to see that our walk with God begins with us placing God's word and Christ in his rightful place in our lives. Experiencing all that God has promised us, but then continuing to encourage one another to walk in step with him. You and I need to understand that there is a mark for us to meet. There is a purpose. It's clear. And you and I don't have to wander with blindfolds on, trying to find our way. When Christ, who is your light, appears, then we would be able to walk in the light that He is in the light. And God wants you and I to express and experience that in increasing measure. We need to, every single day, put off the old self. I've got to take that decision. I've got to make that a choice and say, Lord, I'm going to yield myself daily to you because I know you are my king and my Lord. I also want to renew my, my mind. And how do we do that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And in our light group this week and around the table with your children and when you are at work, standing around there, you know, having a chat, instead of allowing yourself to go to where the conversation normally goes, could you be intentional to, to bring someone into a different frame? Saying, I'm, I don't want to live, I don't want to conform myself to that. And we don't have to be, you know, let me just cloister myself away, lock myself, because ugh, then I just, I'll never touch any sin. Can I remind you that you're still around yourself? We
we need one another. We need Christ empowering. I love how Paul in in chapter 5 verse 8 says the following. For at one time you were darkness. That was our reality. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Friends, that's my encouragement for us today. That we would allow ourselves to walk out our faith. And to work it out with fear and trembling. And I I just felt like my encouragement for us this morning is that. Can we become kind of. I don't know what the word is. I'm trying to find it. Can we become ruthless with the sin that we experience? Can we become ruthless with those things that want to draw us away? Can we put to death those things that we know are contrary to what God has said? And can we also then, in every moment, at every opportunity, be so intentional to encourage one another, to put off the old self, and to be conformed with Christ, to walk in step with Him every single moment of the day, because I believe that that's the best way for us to walk. There is no other way for us to live. It's amazing for me, part of the reason why I eventually yielded myself to Christ was because I I looked at my life, and I looked at a lot of ways of living, and even different religions, And the only conclusion I could come to is that this is the only way you could live and really live. Never mind all the confirmations we have about Scripture and who Jesus is and all the miracles God's performed and all the things we can experience. It is the truth, friends, that when we yield ourselves to Christ, it's not an easy life because it's not conformed to this world. When you're swimming upstream, it's hard. But God, by His Spirit, will enable us and empower us experience that in increasing measure. I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, just this morning, I just, there's just a sense of your Holy Spirit here today, Lord. Even those that are watching online still, Lord Jesus, I pray that there would be a shift that would take place in our hearts and lives. Lord, that we would see and understand that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but we do need to change course and calibrate ourselves with you. And today, Lord Jesus, I want to just pray for every person that feels like that's what they need to do. They need to calibrate themselves. And for some of you, that means you've got to, you've got to tell somebody about your struggle. You've got to, as James says, confess your sins to one another so that you'd be healed. For others of us, we just simply need to build in greater discipline. We need to take action. No longer just speaking about the faith that we we have, but actually expressing it, no matter how difficult it is. When we want to walk righteously, some of you, and I can just sense like you've got some, some decisions you've got to make, and you have been having this sort of check in your heart, an uneasiness, a lack of peace, and it's the Holy Spirit saying, this is not the way you should walk. And Lord, I pray for all of us that find ourselves in those places. Holy Spirit, I pray for a, an empowering right now. 
a willingness and a resolve to deal with those things that keep us from you, Lord. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.